Welcome to Business Day Spotlight, the podcast where we talk about the latest news and trends in business, finance, and economics in South Africa and beyond. I'm your host, Dise Twinning, the Deputy Editor of Business Day. In this episode, we have a very special guest, Ignatius Sehole, the CEO of KPMG South Africa, one of the leading auditing firms in the country. Uh, Brian Ignatius has been at the helm of KPMG since 2019 when he took on the daunting task of restoring the reputation and performance of the firm after the scandals and controversies that rocked it in the past few years. We will talk to him about KPMG's journey from the brink, the emerging crisis in the auditing industry, the regulatory environment, and his love for farming. Brian Ignatius, thank you for joining us today. Um, I'll go straight into it uh, because we don't have much time. You decided to join uh, KPMG in 2019. What made you do that? I mean, the company was on the brink. Uh, it was losing clients. Its reputation was in tatters. What, 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 what inspired that decision? Well... I think uh, you're not the only one that's uh, curious in that answer. I mean, a lot of people at the time, even people uh, in my family and friends, uh, thought I ne- I needed my my head red at the time. Um, but uh, you know, I've I've fallen in love with the CA profession. It's my profession, and I love it to bits. I I served as the uh, executive president. Uh, basically, it was the CEO it was just called the executive president then of the South African Institute of Channel Accountants, and I served two terms there. And in that process, I got to realize that an overwhelming number of chartered accountants are men and women of unquestionable integrity and ethics and of upright morals. But from time to time, you do have errant CAs. And the public only expects the best from our profession. So when there's one apple, the outcry, understandably so, and rightly so, is actually far-reaching and is very loud. So when Prof. Weissman Kutu approached me to join KPMG, it was with that in mind, knowing that the majority of the people that are in the firm have nothing to do with the noise and all the uh, issues that were around surrounding uh, KPMG. And therefore, I thought, instead of sitting on the sideline and criticizing as most people did, uh, and often without even full understanding of what took place, I thought, well, I will go in and work with whoever is there that wants to make sure that the firm turns around and and do exactly that. And not only for KPMG, by the way, because it's for the profession. Today, as the profession, we still get hounded by the disappearance of Anderson. And it tarnishes everybody uh, with the the corruption. Uh, so, understand is that uh, uh, auditing firm that was involved with the Enron? Enron, yes, yes, okay. yes. 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 And in actual fact, very people yes. 
Very few people know that uh, long after Anderson uh, disappeared, the case in the U.S. continued. And ultimately, uh, Anderson in the court in the U.S. were not found guilty. But it was gone. It was gone. Yeah. And and I was sitting on the IFAC board at the time, which is the International Federation of Accountants, and I, I was keeping tabs mm. and had close proximity yeah. to what was happening with Anderson. Mm. And so this reminded me that in my humble opinion, we lost a very good firm mm. uh, in the profession mm. uh, because of public... Uh, uh, crucifixion and judgment without really going into mm. into the facts. Mm. And and today, you know, you hear people saying, oh, the choice is limited because it's only the big four. I would argue that even when Anderson was around with the big five, the choice was limited. Yeah. So the last thing you want to do yeah. is to limit even further. Yeah. And yeah. therefore, I thought uh, for the sake of my profession, for the sake of the investing public out there, and mm. for the the importance of that choice, mm. it was important, in my view, to preserve KPMG in particular because I believed mm. that the majority of people that were in KPMG had nothing to do with this thing. And and when I got into KPMG, it's it actually quite interesting that you know there's vbs uh, that was out there in in vendor yes it had yeah. their offices here and what very many people in kpmg didn't even know what vbs was and and i mean i talked to the people that were in kpmg at the time there was uh, some of them that were racing in the jp morgan race yeah. wearing kpmg t-shirts yeah. and as they got to the refreshment station to try reached out to to grab the water the people behind seeing them in kpmg regalia yeah. pulled back and wouldn't even give them uh, refreshments and these are people that were still even tr struggling to understand what actually happened and who's vbs and what yeah. of, what yeah. are all that <laughs> yeah but 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 you see and i'm not saying the the public's reaction uh, was unwarranted Mm. The reality is auditors are meant to be saving public interest. We get our license from the public. Right. Now, when we disappoint the public, it is not uh, uh, it is not uh, 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 uncalled for. It is not unexpected that you have such an outcome. I would cry from from the public. From the public. So I it's mean, almost as if you are sort of like elected officials, but you are not. Yeah, but because the way you the expectations that are that people uh, the public have on the auditing profession would that be a they, fair assessment? No, I think it's I think it's uh, it's a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean they the as you as as with this example and many others indicate, the public has little tolerance actually has no tolerance mm. of missteps yeah. by the audit profession yeah. and there shouldn't be any yeah. and and you know public officials uh, you know the, the, the you and I live in South Africa and we read about stories about public officials but mm. they still carry on forever and ever and ever yeah. i think the the, the 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 public comes down on the auditors very hard for a good reason Right. Because the public is entitled 
When they read an audit opinion that says this fairly presents, they are entitled to take it at face value, that audit report, and believe it. And when an audit report is issued only to find that the situation was different, you know, the anger and the outcry is justified. Yeah. Yeah. All what I was saying is I don't think in instances like this, we should throw the baby with the bathwater. Yeah. How, how difficult was, I mean, especially at that time, 2019, to, I mean, your conversations with clients um, uh, to stay around, to stick around, how difficult was that conversation with them? Extremely, extremely <laughs> difficult. I can't, I can't even begin to explain how difficult it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, uh, boardroom discussions that I've been in when, where, where the client would say, listen, Ignatius, we've got nothing against the quality of work that you've done. The team that's been working with us here, we have utmost respect for them. They did everything. Yeah. However, they work, that team works for KPMG. Yeah. And at this point in time, the reputation of KPMG has gone to the dogs. Yeah. And we cannot afford our brand yeah. to be associated yeah. with a brand whose reputation has been severely damaged like this. Yeah. Nothing against the team. We love your team. We love what they do. But we also have to look after our brand. Yeah. And your brand at this point in time yeah. doesn't do good for our brand. Yeah. But so, so it was, it was very Which difficult. Was fair. Of course, yes. it, 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 it was fair. Yeah. Others uh, were, were a bit more, more understanding. You know, yeah. those that are mostly yeah. in regulated industries yeah. when they also have lots yeah. of people working for them. Yeah. Because from time to time, yeah. they get into situations also where some guy somewhere does their own thing yeah. in the name yeah. of the, the the organization and brings them trouble yeah you know so those that kind of in those industries where they get yeah. uh, those kind of instances yeah. I think by and large not all of them but by and large were very understanding and were were, were, were very supportive yeah but they also wanted to understand do you realize one that what you did was not right that you messed up and two, do you take responsibility of that? Yeah. And if that's yes to those to, to both answers, what are you doing about it? Ah, that was actually my next question. What steps did you take um, to make sure this to restore this trust, basically? That you, yeah. Well, I, I think as you know, the the the, the first thing uh, is the firm uh, got uh, Professor Weissman Kuthu. Uh, who's the doyen of the of the of the profession? There's one of our partners. He always calls him the Mandela of the profession. Yeah. Uh, to come into KPMG and thanks God, he he also agreed because he also have the same love and passion yeah. uh, for the for the for the profession. Yeah. And I think for me that was one of the big things because there's a lot of people in the industry that know him. There's a lot of people in business that know him and they know what he stands for. They know what, uh, what he's a man of unquestionable integrity. And therefore, they, they, he, he's coming to KPMG, gave those people that knew him, the majority of them anyway, yeah. to say, well, if Professor Nkutu is there, maybe we should give them a chance. 
What we also did was we looked at the governance. Right. And we decided that we needed independent non-executive directors. Right. You know, uh, as audit firms, we advise a lot of uh, companies about uh, governance, yeah. corporate governance. Yeah. Um, and yet, we ourselves don't didn't have at that point in time independent non-executive directors. It was all executive yeah. directors. Yeah. And when we find a client uh, asking us to come and critique their go- their governance, I mean, it's a no-no if they don't have independent non-executive directors. Yeah. So we just thought, but you know, we're preaching to our clients, but we're not doing it ourselves. So we, are, I mean, it's not. It, it's not easy yeah. in an audit firm to have independent and executive directors, bearing in mind that an audit firm is a partnership. Yeah. It's owned by partners. Yeah. Now you bring people that are not partners of the business, yeah. and that the, that's not the traditional model. That's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. But we broke from that tradition, yeah. and we brought in independent and executive directors. Right. And all the subcommittees of the board, as yeah. you'd have in the private sector, yeah. are chaired by an independent uh, non-executive yeah. director. Yes. So we followed yes. what has been a proven okay. uh, uh, recipe in terms right. of in terms of governance. Right. right. And then um, we looked. What, what was the um, if if you could sketch it out for for us the 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 problem with the current model? Um, well, in, in with, with the previous model of governance, what was the main problem with it in terms of independence in terms of governance what okay if you could sketch it out uh, uh, the traditional model yeah you have the partners uh, elect a ceo from amongst them yeah then the ceo puts together a leadership team sort of exco the the exco yeah okay now there would be head of uh, consulting or advisory, head of audit, head of tax, head of people, head of this, head of that, head yes. of that, and yes. operations. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, because that's the leader- leadership team, it goes without saying that the remainder of the partners, all of them, one way or the other, reports to one of these leaders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then from amongst them. You appoint a board that oversees this leadership. So the board that's overseeing the leadership, at any point in time, any one of them reports to one of the people they are overseeing, directly or indirectly. Yeah. No, no getting away from that. Yeah. So <laughs> when, when you look at it from outside, it's rather, that's a lot of uh, conflict there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, why did it take so long for... Um... From As, where I'm standing. Yeah, yeah, it's like a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, it still happens like that even today because yeah. people will say, if it's not broken, why fix it? Because it's worked all the years. Yes. You know? Okay. So, so like, if 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 you yeah. check now in the industry, yeah. it's still the same. But But we, we, we decided. Yeah. And, and like I say, it's not easy yeah. to get independent non-executive directors, because the problem is uh, you need people that know business, that are out there, that understand governance and whatever. So these are the people that would generally be sitting in other boards. Right. 
And guess who's the the, the boss of? Is the boss of boss of your clients. You see, so getting people, <laughs> so there is it is fraught with difficulty, but yeah. it's not impossible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the fact that it's very difficult to achieve does, yes. does not equate to impossible. Yes. yes. And I guess maybe that's why, uh, you know, people that try, I don't know if they are, but maybe they look at it and say, this is too complex. Let's just carry on. With the traditional model. With the traditional model yeah. that yeah. served us so yeah. well for many years. And yeah. then they just they just yeah. continue. Right. So what, with all the steps that you've taken, um, what have you got to show uh, for maybe your partners, even the public, in terms of success, like the client or profitability, a rough picture of this is because of the steps, these are the results. So, well, yeah. let yeah, mm. I, I, will, mm. I will say that at, in different levels. You know, when the chips were down, yeah. uh, KPMG International had to step in uh, to ensure that uh, KPMG South Africa doesn't disappear. Mm. And they had to step in, including financially. Mm. Now, when you say what's the successes right now, uh, we're standing on our own two feet and we're able to look after ourselves. Yeah. And we have gained uh, some of the clients that we that we lost. We have also gained some of the clients that uh, we never even uh, did business with. Right. So we, we are growing, we're getting on the right track. Uh, it will take a, a, a long time because when 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 you lose clients under that circumstances, even though we got some of them back, it's not easy. Yeah, it's yeah. not easy. It's yeah. it's a it's a it's a long journey. Yeah. yeah. So so those are those are those are some of the the success. But I'd I'd like to think that the biggest success that is very difficult to measure is the the progress that we are making in building a new culture in in KPMG. So we're hoping to have a culture that'll be intolerant of people that do not identify with the values of KPMG. Yeah. Because you see, all of these people you know, that were involved in whatever they, they did. Yeah. Uh, none of them actually lived the, right. the, the, the values of the firm. Right. Um, and now we are, we are building a very robust culture that we hope anybody that comes that does not subscribe mm. to our values, it's a values-driven culture, mm. will find that KPMG is not a comfortable place for them. And therefore, without us saying anything, they would leave. But similarly, we are also hoping that the more this kind of culture gets entrenched, the more we'll be able to attract yeah. people that like our values, that identify with our values. Our ambition at KPMG is to be the most trusted and trustworthy professional services firm. And and some people say to me, but that's a repetition. What's trusted and trustworthy? Mm. Well, trustworthy because where we come from, we had clients that trusted us, mm. and with what happened, then we didn't prove mm. to be trustworthy. Yeah, we were not worthy of that trust yeah. that they give. So yeah. not only do 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 we want to be a trusted firm, but we want to be a trustworthy. Yeah. 
that you, when you put your trust in us, mm. you will not find that you've misplaced yeah. that 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 trust. Yeah. And 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 you know, firms, companies, organizations have got these missions, visions, ambitions, mm-hmm. and all of that statements mm. that tend to sit there and have the time. If you quiz their employees, you know, they can't articulate what actually yeah. that means. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I go to great lengths, even when I talk to students um, that we're hoping to recruit. Yeah. I explain to them by way of an example yeah. what this trusted and trustworthy means, what what we what we mean by saying we yeah. want to be a trust trusted and trustworthy firm. The first thing I explain to them that KPMG does not have any character or personality outside its people. Mm. So if if one day somebody comes and say, KPMG is a trusted and trustworthy firm, mm. it'll be because of their experience when they interact with KPMG people. Right. Therefore, it is us in KPMG individually, collectively as teams, mm. to be most trusted and trustworthy. Yes. But now here's the thing. You cannot just be trustworthy from seven to five. And then when you leave the office, you can do whatever you like that's not trustworthy, and then you still trustworthy. Yes. Because whether you like it or not, when you go to pick and pay or check us or Woolies, wherever, yeah. you actually represent KPMG. Those people that know you that you're from KPMG, as far as they're concerned, they sing a KPMG person. Whatever you do there, however you interact with them, you leaving an impression of KPMG because whether you've said you think you're doing it or not, yeah. you are actually an ambassador of the firm. Yeah. And therefore, mm-hmm. for us to achieve trusted and trustworthy, uh, trusted and trustworthiness, each and every individual yeah. within KPMG has to carry that. Yeah. And the way that I put it, bring it to life, in particular with the, the young people, I'll always give an example to say, if you cheat on your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your wife or your husband, mm. are you depicting a character that's trusted and trustworthy? And I, and then and then they they start to do. Uh, okay, I, said, okay. I said exactly mm. because you may think what you do after hours has got nothing to do with KPMG. It actually has got everything to do with KPMG yeah. because it's how you come across, how you. Like it or not, how you represent us, yes. you may not think that you you're intentionally going out there to represent us. Mm-hmm. But anybody that sees you and know that you're from KPMG, you are actually representing us. So if your friends, your neighbors would know know that that you're a cheater, mm-hmm. how can you then be most trusted and trustworthy? And people start thinking, I said, you know, so this is what we expect of you when you're at KPMG. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was so heartwarmed one day. I mean, I spoke to 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 uh, students as I was going around the university. Yeah. And then I came at KPMG to welcome uh, new uh, trainees that have joined. Yeah. And amongst them happened to be students that I spoke to when they were at, at university. Mm. And at the end of the day, I was asking b- b- asking them to ask me any question they were or to make comments. Mm. And and one guy raised his hand and I said, uh, yes, sir. he said, no, sir, I have got no question. I just wanted to tell you that we don't cheat. <laughs> and, 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 and I thought, yes. you know, yeah. even if, 
as they say, even yeah. if it's just one person yeah. or two people that yes. get the message, that yes. actually yeah. tune into what is it yes. that you're trying to do. Yes. It, it it's so encouraging. Yes. You start seeing that people are listening yeah. and are actually yeah. uh, uh, identifying with yeah. what you're saying, and they are proud yes. to stand yes. in the. It, it, I think it was a group of of about 150 or so to stand and say, "I just want to let you know that we don't cheat," and that's the kind of culture. Yeah. That we want, that people are not scared because there's a lot of people to actually stand up and say what they stand for. That then should make the job of the regulator very easy if you have a bunch of people who say, I don't cheat. Um, which brings me to this next question. I mean, we've had the KPMG SARS scandal, mm. VBS, mm. we've had Steinhoff, Deloitte, and Tongat, and PwC got involved in some SAA shenanigans as well. Um, that has given, I guess, the regulator uh, sort of um, they they had to, they have to step up and they have to step up and do something about it. There are some people that say maybe the regulator has gone too far uh, to a point where. Uh, it might discourage young people that you are talking about from entering the, the professions, the profession. And then there are also other people that say, well, as an auditor, you if you make a mistake, if you are untrustworthy, if you cheat, uh, the damage you cause um, is is very is is wide. It's yeah. widespread. It can hit everybody from pensioners to to the economy. No, well, I agree with you. Yeah. The 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 penalty yeah. for wrongdoing yeah. should be severe. Yeah. But we but without destroying the profession, and that's the key thing. Yeah. Now it depends what we what we classify as wrongdoing. Yeah. Uh I mean, right now the maximum penalty and you know we still don't know how it's going to be applied and whatever there's still yeah. the, the 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 regulator working on it Mac maximum penalty uh going forward now it's going to be 15 million for an individual now i can tell you now today without any guesswork none of our our partners and anywhere near that they that 15 million is multiples of partner earnings. Now, can you imagine which is most likely a first year, second year, inexperienced partner that's still learning who makes a technical error and uh, you go down heavily on them? That's not helping the profession. It's not really helping because people are going to be scared and, and go for, the, for, for cover. And as it is right now, I mean, there's many, many more people that are eligible to be auditors, but only a fraction, le less than a third of people that qualify to be auditors mm. have chosen to be auditors. So it is, it is, uh, and it's getting smaller and smaller. So it, it, it is our profession, the audit profession is being seen by the youngsters as being unattractive because it's high risk, low reward. 
you know, they can yeah. go and work and work their way up and become a CFO of a listed company, yeah. get shares and whatever, yeah. and actually yeah. get some meaningful yeah. cash. Yeah. So that, that's, that's where pe people are migrating. Mm. But getting back to your point that people, because of the cost to the public that should be severely punished, mm. I believe that people that are involved in corruption, uh, because people that knowingly mm. sign incorrect audit report, for me, that's criminal. Right. Now, those people, for me, we're not talking fines, in my view. Those people need to go to jail and you throw away the key because you must look at the damage that they've done. Those people that come and do crime and are corrupt and do fraud and whatever, you must, I don't know how harsh, you know, uh, the harshest we get is probably life sentence without any parole. Yeah. That's probably what they should get yeah. because you are, there's so much out there that is at stake. The public, the investor, the regulators, everybody. Mm is looking up to these financials that you sign, mm -hmm. that they are okay. Mm -hmm. I have sympathy with somebody that makes a mistake, a genuine mistake, because there's so many technical issues that are involved in, in drawing up financial statements yeah. today. Yeah. I have sympathy with that person. Yeah. That person, that's where I say, when you punish the wrong, the, 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 the errant people, don't throw the baby with the bathwater. Yeah. I, I mean those kind of people. Mm -hmm that have made a genuine error. Mm. I think you need to take that into account. Yeah. There are people yeah. that actually go out there and knowingly make a mistake. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Those guys, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. maliciously yeah. make these yeah. mistakes. Yeah. Well, it's not a mistake. They maliciously do, in, yeah, yeah. intentionally yeah, yeah. mislead yeah. the investors, the public, and whoever else, the regulators. Yeah. Those people, and I, I, I wish we had a system yeah. that actually showed no mercy mm. whatsoever for people like that. Mm. And my experience of the system that we're dealing with or under, that we work under, mm in this country, I don't think we're there yet. For me, those guys should be showed no mercy. Yeah. And it, but you shouldn't show the same aggression mm. to people that make genuine technical mistakes. Yeah. People that have come to the right conclusion have not documented enough. Yes, you need you still need to 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 Mm. Correct them and make sure that they do better next time and whatever. Yeah. But but you don't have to to cut the limb and 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 really uh, decimate them. Mm. That should be done yeah. for the. But I mean, you look at uh, you know uh, people say justice delayed is justice denied. Yeah. Look at all of these fraud cases. And even in the case that you've been mentioning, yeah. uh, with VBS, with Stanov, with Transnet, yeah. with whatever, SAA, yeah. Yeah. who's gone to jail now? No one. Yeah. It's only the CFO 
of VBS who did a deal yeah. with the prosecution. Yeah. yeah, that mm. went to jail. Mm. Everybody else know mm. we're still waiting, we're still waiting, we're still waiting, we're still waiting. And I think, yeah. and, and not only for the audit profession, if we are to clean up mm. criminals in this country, mm. we must make crime not to pay. Yeah. Currently, I'm afraid, in my view, crime pays where we are right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so in your time, it's just sticking with the same theme about regulation and and the penalties that um, auditors can get if they make a mistake. Um, in your time at Saika, uh, I'm sure you kept track of the number of auditors in the country. Um, can you paint a picture for us as to what's the what what is that looking like in terms of age categories, in terms of where where are we um, in the numbers as well? The last I checked, do you? Was like four thousand somewhere. Yeah, uh, auditors. Is that growing? Is that is that what's the what's the age categories there? Yeah. Um. I I. It's been quite a long time since I left Saika, so the the, <laughs> the I might be I'm a bit rusty on the numbers. Yeah. But I think when I joined Saika, uh, we had uh, something like twelve thousand CAs, and there was about four to five thousand. RAs, auditors. Okay. And uh, right now, there's over 135,000 CAs. And the RAs, the auditors, are still 4,000 something, mm-hmm. which tells you that uh, people are not finding uh, the audit profession attractive. And the when I was at Saika, Every year, the average age of a Saika member was getting lower and lower and lower. That's not the case with the average age at the at the at the Auditing. at the audit at, yeah. at the RAs. Yeah. They're getting older and older and older. Now, mm. just looking at the numbers, just mm. on the surface of it, mm. that's that just spells trouble. That just spells crisis. Mm. So mm. we actually need to find a way that uh, you attract uh, very clever, honorable people to come into auditing Mm. to make it more attractive again Mm. and make sure that we keep this profession alive. Mm. And by the way, uh, these states, even when I was at Saika, when talking to other people from different institutes around the world, they were experiencing the same trend. It was. It's not a South Africa specific right. phenomenon. Right. It's actually a world phenomenon. Yeah. And I would argue that the world needs needs auditors mm-hmm. and brilliant ones yeah. at, at that. Yeah. I mean, with with all the the complexity. I mean, business itself yeah. just gets complex, complex and complex every year. Yeah. Without uh, even getting to technology, just yeah. running a business yeah, yeah. and what the landscape of any particular business is, yeah, yeah. just getting complex and complex. Yeah. And now you get to g- dig- digitization, yeah. you get to uh, AI, you get to all these algorithms that are b- uh, built into yeah. programs, blockchain technology. Right. You actually hard. need yeah. the clever boys to come yeah. in here. Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't help you to find the clever boys just yeah. on the 
but the, the clever boys and girls just on the yeah. on the client side and yeah. not on the audit side because yeah. they run rings around them. Yeah. So you need on on both sides. Yeah. And therefore, you got to make sure that uh, this profession yeah. stays very relevant and stays yeah. attractive. Now, let me tell you, yeah. I'm not uh, saying that uh, you know you need to start paying. Um, uh, auditors the same as you pay your CFOs and your yeah. far from it. Yeah, I'll give you an, an example about me. Yeah. What attracted me to BSCA yeah. was not the CFOs or the CEOs or it was the audit partners. Right, and even then. They weren't the richest of CAs. Yeah, yeah they they were. Mm. What's the word? They 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 were living comfortably, but okay. never rich, okay. because they were never getting the same mm. compensation as mm. you get in the private sector. Right. But in those days, the word of an auditor was sacrosanct, because you knew they were actually being very truthful, yes. honorable, yes. and they were authoritative. Mm. And it was the profession at the time yeah. was engulfed and enveloped yeah. in integrity. Yeah. I mean, the integrity around the profession was so strong, was so palpable, yeah. you could actually almost yeah, touch yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, we need that back. Yeah. That's, to tell you the truth, that's what yeah. recruited me yes. to actually pursue yeah. the CA study. Yeah. That just that aura, strong, strong, yeah. strong integrity. Yeah. Yeah. There was no profession that I trusted in that time yeah. uh, than, than the auditing profession. Yeah. I mean, in those days, yeah. I would if, I would used to say to people, yeah, how many, uh, because people generally at the time, yeah. you know, when they spoke about the most trusted profession, they were talking of the medical profession. Yeah. And I would keep saying, yeah, how many people have you had that have been erroneously amputated? You know, I would, I would, yeah. I would yeah. use those things. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, and, and fortunately at that time, there were just, very few, if any, of yes. the examples of your VBS yes, and whatever yes, that yes. we talk about now. Yeah, yeah. So it goes both ways. It goes yeah. for ourselves as a profession. Yeah. We need to clean up. We need to make sure yes. that we we bring that integrity back. Right. We bring that aura back. And we need yeah. the regulators to help us. Yes. They need to work uh, to work with us. Yes. The institutes, the psychas of this world, yeah. um, the, the, the ACCAs of this world that are yeah. now accredited in South Africa. Yes. The, 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 what's the other uh, institute? Um, Saipa. Okay. Yeah, yes. the Saipas of yes. this world. Yes. We need all the professions to work together yes. to, so that we must clean our act. Yes. And that means that we, we just have to have yes. a very strong culture yes. that is unquestionable yes. when it comes to integrity, yes. when it comes to what we stand for, yes. when it comes to what our values are.
So we need everybody to get back together to say, let's go back to the basics. What yes. makes us tick? Yes. And that's the public license that we get. Yes. You know, we we get our living from, yes. from the public. They give us the license yeah. to say, you're an auditor. Not anybody can wake up one day and say, as of tomorrow, I'm practicing. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. You have to go through a process yeah. that is accredited by the public. I'm saying accredited by the public because the, the public, uh, in this case, are represented by the regulators. The regulators set up the rules. Yes. And because it's through the parliamentary process and everything that represents the public yes. that you have these rules, that you have these regulators. Yes. So the public, people yeah. often forget. They think, no, RBA gives us the license. Yeah. RBA is there representing public, Joe yeah. Public. Yeah. Yeah. So the public gives us the right yeah. to practice. Yeah. And that's why the public gets so upset yes. when we get it wrong. Yeah. Because they are the yes. ones that gave us the license. Yes. And that's why yes. it should never be a question in anybody's mind yeah. who we working for. Yeah. We're here to serve public interest. Yes. That's what we're here for. Yeah. If you do anything else, yes. then you're not uh, fulfilling your responsibility. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Ignatius, this has been an illuminating conversation. Thank you very much for your time. Is there anything maybe that I forgot to ask that you would like to talk about? Um, I know you are into farming. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Is it because you... <laughs> yeah. No, listen, listen. Uh, uh, that'll take the whole day. But I'll, I'll only tell you that uh, you've probably heard or read people say that you are what you eat. Yeah. That's actually very true. Yeah. But the amount of... I'm very sorry to say the amount of rubbish that we eat, that we ingest, that comes, that it has been done in a in a in a shady way. It's it's amazing. So people do not realize how fundamentally important it is to actually go into farming and do it right for the sake of humanity. Because if you give people organic food that's probably raised, that's not added hormones and whatever, you actually helping them. You know, there's there's many studies where you've seen um, young boys growing beard at a very young age, getting this thick voice at the very, and you wonder why. And you see young boys whose mothers and fathers are short and they are these giants. And yeah. you wonder why. Yeah. And you've seen young girls that start menstruating at nine years. Yeah that uh, start uh, growing breasts at a very young, all of those kind of things. It's what we eat. So the, 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 we've got to fight on all fronts. This is a separate conversation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this and, is this. And, and yeah. that's where my passion for farming, my passion has developed into on farming, yeah. but where it actually originates yeah. is when I grew up with my grandmother and my grandfather. Yeah because they were subsistence farmers. Right. And they were just farming a little bit just to survive. Yeah. And that's when I learned and got the love of yeah. farming. Yeah. And then now in these day and ages, I, I, as I read and learn more about farming and uh, get to find out what's the kind of food that making, yeah. that they, 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 the pharmaceutical industry is making you and I yeah. 
uh, eat with all the things that they put in there. And sometimes it's not even the pharmaceutical industry because it's the farmers that want, uh, I mean, they they make a, a, give an example, a chicken to be a fully grown chicken in six weeks. Seems impossible. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it is. A lot of people don't, they 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 don't ask themselves. They think, ah, maybe it's the handling. Yeah. Have you realized in most cases when you go to supermarket to buy, or oh, well, if you don't eat them, just when you look, maybe you don't look because you don't eat them. But f- chicken feet, ninety percent of them are broken. The legs uh, are broken. Uh, they are not uh, intact. Uh, uh, it's because the bone density is far from being an adult bone. Right. But the body that it's carrying, yes. it's an adult body. The mass is already there. This big grown chicken, you go to the farm, or whichever one uh, that, that farms with chicken, yeah. and you go around and you, you, you listen to how, how they make the, 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 their sound. Yeah. They're like chicks. They sound like chicks. But they're but they but they big. Yeah, yes. They're grown up. Yeah. Right. And at, at, at my farm, yeah. a two-year-old uh, chicken is still growing. Yeah. It's nothing the size of what you get at the supermarket. At yeah. two years, yeah. still growing. But then, can you realize if I have to wait those years before I sell it at this size or whatever, <laughs> where the economics is? It does the economy uh, start making. Uh, starts, no, yeah, so yeah. is it about your health and my health, or is it about somebody's uh, kitchen? Yeah, it is. Um, anyway, so okay. don't, don't don't get me started on no, farming. No, 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 no. This is a separate one. This is definitely a separate one. No, yeah. thank, thank you, thank you very much. I really, I'm really grateful. Um, I hope we do this again. Uh, some. No, maybe, I'm I'm yeah. sure we'll find time for yes, for yes. for some more. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Thank you. No, thank you very much. Okay. That was Ignatius Sehole, the CEO of KPMG South Africa, sharing his insights and experiences on leading the firm through a turbulent period. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to this episode of Business Day Spotlight. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. We'll be back next time with another exciting episode where we will talk to another influential leader in the business world. Until then, stay safe, stay informed, and stay tuned. This is Tiso Tomo Twining signing off. Goodbye.